Hello, friends. Maestro here bringing you episode 419 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Monday mini style. In today's episode, we're talking about winter. Not the normal type of winter that you all know that I hate. A different type of winter. I do believe a different type of winter is coming. Maybe it's already settled in wherever you live and in your life. I'm not sure, but I've been thinking about this a bunch and I wanted to do an episode about it. So here we are. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So I'm going to start the episode off with a call to action. Why? Because I brought my guy Joe Casabona into the mafia last week for a dinner. He is a uh, a guy who I met at ConvertKit, and he specializes in helping people monetize their podcasts. And so I brought him in because we got a bunch of people in the mafia who have podcasts. And one of the things he said to try out was move where you have in your episode, uh, move the call to action in your episode. And I, I've done this in past episodes, but I was like, let's do it again. So today's call to action is if you like reading the things, consider joining my email list. I, if you've been following me for any kind of, at any point in time, you know that I'm not one that really just like recycles content. And to that end, I tend to write about different things than I speak about in the podcast. Yes, sometimes there will be overlap and I'll use one or the other medium to expand on an idea, but Oftentimes it's different things because, well, I just got a lot of things to say and sometimes it's easier for me to say things on the podcast, uh, to, you know, explain them, get them out. And other times it's easier for me, articula- for me to articulate them. That is kind of meta there that I couldn't, kind of ironic that I couldn't do that there, right? It's kind of easier for me to articulate things and express things in written form. So in that case, I will use the old email list. The most I send out is once a week. I really just, it takes a long time to write and to get my thoughts organized. So I usually don't send anything more than that unless I'm selling for the intensive. I do push that for a week and I am not ashamed of it. I have fun with that. Call it intensive week. It's like shark week, except not at all. Uh, Instagram week, intensive week, go back and forth. Um, But that's like the only time that I'm sending out more than one email that week. So yeah, if you like to read the things, you want to stay connected with me in another platform, I'd love to have you as part of the Maestro Mail family. And you can do that by heading over to www.themovementmaestro.com forward slash email list, all lowercase. Okay, let's hop on into the episode. Today, I want to talk about winter. Now, all of you know, even if you've been following me for one second, you know I do not like winter. Winter and children are choices, and I have chosen neither. But I have been, you know, paying attention, I think, like all of us, and I feel that a different type of, type of winter is coming, and that's what I want to chat about today. So I've been watching this show called F is for Family. It's a cartoon, and it's not new at all, actually. I think it, like came out in like 2016. I don't know. It's not new. It's Bill Burr's 
Uh, he's a comedian, if you don't know. It is his cartoon. He plays the main character, or he voices the main character. I find it hilarious, actually, and it's it's a fun pastime for me. Fun way to decompress some escapism. But I think the social commentary in it is spot on. So I believe it takes place in the 80s and 80s, 90s, I don't know. I, think I believe the 80s because the other day it showed there was 86 and that was... Uh, he was, they were young in 86, so it's in the 80s. I think actually the actual show is taking place like, you know, late 80s, early 90s. But the reason that it gets me thinking is because this man, it's a, you know, depiction of his life and some insight into his life. And he works at an airport and you see, he just has a rough job. Like he has to deal with people all day and imagine working at an airport, people are unhappy and they're like yelling at him. And then he goes home and his kids are fighting and his only you know, escape is to watch TV. Meanwhile, his wife is you know, feeling kind of unfulfilled with her role in things. And everyone's just angry and they're just yelling at each other and he yells at the kids and then the kids yell back at him. And it's just a lot of stress. Sorry about that whistle. It's just a lot of stress. And I was like, this feels like present day America. Because at one point he actually loses his job and they're trying to make ends meet and the wife is selling plasterware, which is Tupperware and like they have trying to choose which bills to pay. And it just feels incredibly, incredibly, incredibly stressful. Just people are yelling all the time. It is funny. It's a, it's a comedy, but you can feel the stress and the tension and just how tough it is. And I feel like that's coming again if it's already not here right now. And I cannot speak to everyone's circumstances who listens to this podcast or just in general, everyone, because obviously I don't know everybody. But I do live in an area that is largely untouched by things that other places are affected by. Uh, just it's a more affluent place and there is definitely income disparity, um, but things aren't as impacted as they are, even though just a few towns over a few miles east. And as I watch things on social media, as I just kind of feel the climate, as I watch prices continue to go up and yeah, you know, house prices went down by like $1, but they're still like $500,000 for the medium, median, medium, median, wow, household price. And yeah, you know, uh, interest rates are a bazillion dollars and people can't afford to live. It's just too expensive to live. And I'm like, this is not... This is going to come to a head. I was, I think I spoke about this in the podcast episode, a previous one. I'm not sure. I, I talk a lot. Uh, but I was chatting with Sandy. I think it was because I, I feel like we linked the episodes. But I was just talking with her. Sandy is my accountant, if you don't know. She is Fit Money Coach on Instagram. She's phenomenal. And we were just talking and I was like, it's just too expensive to be alive. And looking at the physical therapy profession and it just costs too much to go to school because paying it back starts you know eventually becomes a part of your cost of living and it's like a thousand dollars a month additional additionally like it's just too expensive and so I think it's all going to come to a head if it hasn't already for certain people and we're going to see a lot more unrest and it bleeding into other areas and I don't want this episode to be like a doom and gloom episode though I think maybe I don't know maybe that's not appropriate because it is Halloween uh but I do want to bring it up because, well, this is what the podcast is for, to talk about the things and, you know, express ideas, share ideas. And I'd love to hear what you, what your experience has been or what your thoughts are on how things are going, what's going to happen. Just I feel that something is coming. And 
as my way of not making this a doom and gloom episode, when I was writing this out, I'm always about solutions as well. It's not just, you know, complain about things and then end the episode. It's okay, what can, you, can we do about it? And I'm not going to lie, I, I am not necessarily tremendously financially impacted by this. I've said it in previous episodes, and this is why I bring Sandy on. I really value safety, and part of that safety is financial security. Uh, and while I won't lie, I have a zillion dollars in student loan debt, but I also have you know, significant savings, and I feel comfortable there. And to that end, with things you know coming to a head, I don't think they'll last forever like that. And so I, I, I feel safety in that regard, but I feel like I see it coming. I don't exactly know what it is, but I feel like something is coming. Just people are unhappy and they're not in a good way. I think, you know, I was talking to Jill about the other day and the number of people that love watching those shows that are like full of drama. So, you know, I loved, I really enjoyed watching, I, I don't, let me back it up. I love watching Million Dollar Listings. As the spinoff episode, or spinoff shows came, uh, they're selling Sunset, which was, I just like looking at the houses that I can never afford. Just, they're in LA and I love palm trees and sun. But the show itself is, is very stupid. And then they have a spinoff from that, which is Selling OC. And I was like, dude, this is just like annoying to watch. The drama, the they're so removed from reality. It's just like, this is not fun. But I'm also at the same time thinking about what people really enjoy watching. And I'm not judging what people want to watch. But I feel that when there is such a need for escapism, it speaks to what's going on in one's day to day. And this is exactly what I'm seeing in that show, F is for Family. He comes home and he watches this show. I don't know. It's I don't even remember the name. It's like called, it's not McGrudder. It's some like, some name like that. It's like a detective show. But that's like his only moments of peace at night and, and in his life. And I feel like that is where we are again. And it's concerning for me. I'm, you know, diversifying platforms and pushing into TikTok. And I'm going to be completely honest, some of the stuff I see on there, especially the lives, is just concerning. I'm just like, is this where people are at? And it feels like people feel very lonely and they're trying to scratch an itch with TikTok fame. But we know that that's not necessarily actual relationships. Not that not that online relationships are not relationships. You all know that I'm the first to champion them. But it feels like people are striving for something and they're you know, tying in with escapism and the need for escapism. There's nothing wrong with it inherently. Like it's, it feels nice. But I just am concerned. And maybe you're noticing this. Maybe you are feeling this. And again, if this is you... I am not saying this in a pejorative way. I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. I am just trying to use this platform to share what's on my mind and, and hopefully connect with some of you and hear what's on your mind and what you think. But as it relates to solutions and things that I think we can do, I think there's, I got a, a you know, I'm telling you that I outline here. One, two, three, kind of four, one, two, three, four, kind of four areas uh, that I think that we can lean into. Um, but the big thing is be kind. Be kind to people that you are interacting with. We have no idea what they're going through, what their life is like. And this includes be kind to yourself. I just, I really feel the tough times are ahead and kindness is going to be imperative and perhaps more important than it's ever been. So I think that it's going to, you know, this is potentially going to affect 
in many different ways whatever this is whatever it is this winter that's coming i think it's going to affect us in many different ways and i think some may be direct affected some ways may directly affect us and others may indirectly affect us but obviously at the top of the list would be financial implications and ways that it's affecting us and affecting people to that end i think the action steps are to start now getting strategic with your savings and I do believe that cash is king. And I don't think this is the time to be like, well, I'm going to invest in the stock market. Yes, now is technically a way to get stocks on sale because the market has fallen so low. But it's you can't pull that out and, and be like, oh, I'm going to utilize this. So I think that getting strategic with that. And this isn't to say, you know, this isn't to directly contradict what Ramit says. I really, really enjoy Ramit and his whole thing is you can only save, you know, and cut but so much. You can absolutely, you know, look to make more money. But in this economy, I think that's that's tough. And so let's look to do both if we can. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, looking in saving, looking into saving. Um, an account that I follow that I enjoy that speaks about this is Personal Finance Club uh, on Instagram. I believe it's Personal Finance Club. Courtney, if you could link that, that would be amazing. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. And it is, yeah, it's Personal Finance Club. The guy's name is Jeremy Schneider. Uh, here's this, I like him because his whole shtick is live below your means and save your money. So if you're looking for some tools there, because that's obviously outside of my expertise, um, I would I would go with that. Um, the second thing, because this is something that's come up, and I think it's because I'm like in this nutrition world. I am begrudgingly like kind of in this nutrition world. Um, start cooking your food, right? I, I think that that's going to be a big, a big thing for people uh, in terms of looking to cut back lips because things are getting crazy expensive and so cooking your food not a bad idea and maybe looking to save and create some joy in that way and the reason that that I actually I put that because there's a million things that you could probably look to like do more of but I believe that getting your health house in order is going to be huge and so that is a big thing that ties into getting your health house in order I in terms of the business impact, I think that we're going to start to see, if you haven't already, we're going to start to see more price objections. Earlier in the year, we saw time objections from people, meaning if you sold something and it was like 12 weeks long, people were like, ah, like I want to like live my life. We're kind of done with COVID and I want to go and be outside, especially as we're starting to push into the summer months. We weren't seeing as many price objections. People were still buying. There were some price objections, but there was more so at the end of last year. People didn't really know what's going on. Um, Things just stayed expensive, you know, at the beginning of this year. And people were like, well, it is what it is. And so I saw more time objections than anything. I believe that we're going to head in, you know, the direction of price objections again, if you haven't already started experiencing that. And just things are really expensive. And they, it, I think people just getting worn down. It's just like, can things go up forever? Actually, there was a really funny, uh, a funny reel. There's a I, I want to call him a comedian. I don't even know if he's a creator, but he's incredibly funny. Uh, David, Michael, something like that on Instagram. I'm sure that if you follow him, you folks are nodding your head. Now you're like, yes, he's hilarious. Um, but he did this reel however many months ago. And it was just him being like, the prices are they just like, they just keep going up. Oh, it's like $7 for coffee. Wow. Like I, I can't put it back now, but like, are you ever, is it ever going to go down? And at the time, it was just like funny because you were just like in a place where we're like, yeah, it is expensive. And now I think we're at the place where people are like, fuck, it's expensive and I'm sick of it. I'm over it. Like, this just isn't right. It's too expensive to be alive. 
so if in that regard or from that angle there, I think that we're going to see some more price objections. And so you, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, I think something something to think about. So what can we do? Number one, diversifying your offers and having lower priced offers. And yeah, that's going to mean that you're going to adjust how much access people have to you, but diversifying those offers so that you can meet people where they're at. Maybe you also do more price plans for people. That's, that's up to you, up to you. Uh, I could, I suggest that you also continue to provide value. If you're in a place where you can just not sell, that's fucking awesome. I just, that's like the best place to be in. And I think we can all agree with that. It's just nice when you can just give and just show up, provide value, create content, and just love on your people. The winter will not last forever. And the more that you do for your people during those downtimes, the, the stronger those bonds. So continue to provide value. Uh, number three with that would be love on the ones who who stay. So obviously, you're not going to like shun the ones who don't stay, but make sure that you are extremely grateful and really delivering for those folks who are, you know, still there and still supporting your business. And then the flip side of that is perhaps consider providing alternative resources for the people who can't afford to stay. And it could be a free resource. It doesn't have to be just something so that you're not just like kicking these people out. They can't pay. And you're like, adios. Even if you just offer it, like the whole thing for me, again, is just kindness. And even if you're just like, hey, I get it. Times are tough. Here's this free resource I created however long ago. You know, stay with this. When you can come back and you can circle back, amazing. I will still be here, but I don't want you to feel like you're just you know, getting kicked out into the cold. So diversify the offers, provide, continue to provide values, love on the ones who stay and and provide some alternate, consider providing some alternate resources for the ones who, who can't stay. Uh, the next area that I think that this winter, this impending winter is going to, we're going to see some effects is going to be from the social side of things. And I think that with this, what I was really, what really came to mind is this, that we're going to see more unhappy people. And maybe you are interacting with them as part of your business. Maybe you're in customer service, customer relations, and you just work with people. You're in a ser- you are a service provider, which is a good chance if you're listening to my podcast because I do, you know, that is that is my my niche is working with people who are in the health and when wellness space as service providers. And uh, I think that we're just going to see a lot of unhappy people, and that's going to lead to a lot of other, you know, sequela, sequela. I don't know how you pluralize that, but... I think we're going to see a lot of that and we'll see, you know, significant social implications. And I think the, the most tangible one and the one that I can guess the easiest, guess the easiest or, you know, forecast the easiest is going to be just people who are unhappy. And it makes sense. It makes total sense. Lastly, and this is just a general suggestion I kind of tied in earlier, is just diversify all of your portfolio. So when I was writing this out and kind of outlining, I was just going to kind of speak about diversify your joy portfolio, which is a quote from my girl, Holly. And I really think it's important in this time to diversify all of them, diversify your financial portfolio, diversify your joy portfolio, diversify your health and wellness portfolio, because when winter comes, that's what we want to be able to do is pull from other things, right? So winter we can, you know, use as a, a, a synonym for many things when, you know, it's taking away, we can't do the normal thing. So like, let's be able to rely on something else and have these reserves. Uh, and I think that it's, that's going to be our, going to be our best bet. It's kind of like getting injured, right? Like you cannot prevent it, 
but you can prepare for it. And I think the things that we can do to prepare for it are going to be to diversify all of those joy portfolios. And if we're talking about the the social side of things, I think that leaning on your in-person activities and finding other things that you like doing, just especially if, if business is something that really lights you up, understand that we may enter a time where business slows down. Recession. I don't know. Are we in a recession? Is it coming? I don't really know what the like technical term would be and like what it has to happen. I thought we were in. I don't know. But at some point, we're going to feel the, you know, ramifications of all of this shit. And to that end, getting those um, or diversifying the ways that you find joy. Because it may be that, especially if you are, let's say, a higher ticket offer or you do more one on ones, that may slow down. Who was, I guess I think it was Gary V was saying, uh, Joe was telling me about it, that Gary V was saying that, you know, during these times, like during tough times, people don't cancel their Netflix subscriptions. They will change how they eat, but they're not going to change their things that give them that escapism. And so understand if the service you're providing doesn't have anything to do with escapism, you may get the axe. They're like, listen, I can't afford that right now. That's a, yes, health is an investment, but many people view it as a luxury or they view it as a kind of a grudge purchase. And it may be, it gets the acts. Yes, folks and the people that really want to be there, diversify your offers, things like that. But consider the fact that your business may not be doing the exact same, bringing up, let's say this, consider the fact that your business or consider the possibility that your business may not bring you the same joy just because things are slowing down. I think during those times, it's super important not to just try and like ram your head into the wall and try to like fight back, fight back, fight, fight back. Because we know that that typically doesn't work. I think your best bet then is to lean on other things. So if you can start those things now, things that bring you joy, whether it's walking or, you know, I know people like tap and Ashley took up pickleball and I would love to be able to go play volleyball again, but we'll see what's happening. Uh, by the way, the knee is doing great. Uh, I'm very much still in the strengthening phase. Pretty sure that what was going on with the knee was MCL and meniscus, and we're really largely now more in the meniscus phase of things, and the MCL is doing really well. Um, we're four weeks out as of yesterday. If you listen to this, if you listen to this podcast episode the day that it drops, uh, which would be October 31st, uh, October 30th was four weeks, and range of motion is great, um, minimal pain, minimal swelling, but the strength is like weep womp, and it's tough to even like get a pump in that leg. And uh, I'm limited with loading just because I don't, pain is a lagging indicator, folks. You don't want to like do something until it hurts because that means you've already done too much. So I'm doing a little bit more each day. And I think what I'm going to do is look into some BFR, some blood flow restriction that allows you to, you know, get get strong, uh, gain strength and tax the, the muscles at lower loads, which is super, would be super helpful given the injury, um, what's going on. So that's where we're at with the, that's where we're at with the knee. But my point there is the value of diversifying your joy portfolio and the things that bring you joy and bring you that sense of worth. Because I think that with winter coming up, we may see that business slows down, which is not the end of the world especially if you have other things that you can rely on as it relates to things that, that light you up. And then circling back again, I said it first, I'm going to say it again. Be kind. I really, th- you just think about it. I mean, there's a few of you that listen to this and you love the cold. You're all out there like in Alaska, just like, yeah, this is great. I love it. That's not for me. I remember living in New York City and people were just unhappy. And, and people are kind there, but they are unhappy. 
and you're trudging to work and the wind hurts your face. You go outside, you're like, God damn this. Think about how that feels. And if people are, feel like they're constantly in there in that phase and it's not even like, oh, there's not even any sun, right? It's just like windy and dark and, and cold. Be kind. I think that that is going to be absolutely imperative moving forward. I don't know how long this winter is going to last. And maybe I'm completely wrong about this and that it's not going to happen and we're not going to hit this winter, but I don't know. I think things are going to come to a head and I would love for my people, you peoples to be as prepared for it as possible. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one as again, it's all just conjecture and, and things just me, you know, listening around the edges and feeling the feels and feeling what's happening in the space. So I would love to know if you're already going through this, if you're seeing this in your clients, your patients, yourselves, whatever. I, I do love hearing from you. And the reason I started this podcast and my email list and social media was for connection. It wasn't for broadcasting. It was for connection. So if you want to connect, hit me up. DMs are always open at The Movement Maestro and the old text to Rue, 310-737-2345. All right, that's it. Gonna wrap it up. I got no announcements or asks or anything like that from you. I already asked in the beginning, though, remember. Uh, as always, though, my friends, extremely, extremely grateful for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.